I want to go ahead and cover this, a little bit more of the area of the soul because that's where your mind and your words come from. Up here, your mind. That's where your words come from. That's where your thoughts come from. So we need to talk a little bit more about how important it is that we continue to nourish the soulish part of us. And um, this is a quote, and you've heard it before, uh, but I, I, it came to my mind. Your mind is the dark room where Satan tries to develop the negatives. That is so true. We learned that years ago. And, and that is, I'll, I'll repeat it because some of you are trying to write that down. Hey, ladies. That your mind, right up here on your shoulders, because it was not born again. And that's the only entrance Satan has into your life is through what's sitting on your shoulders. We give him permission by not quoting the word, basically. But he said, your mind is the dark room where Satan tries to develop the negatives. So we're going to start, we're going to go to Genesis chapter 11 to start with. And we're going to read verses 1 through 9. Let me get there real quick. And we're going back to the Tower of Babel. And there is so much in these first um, nine verses that we could just teach on that all day. So we're going to start there. It says, and the whole earth, the whole earth, y'all, I sound a little southern, don't I, y'all? The whole earth. Just think of how much he's talking about here was affected. He says the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. Now, in my cross-reference, it says, where it says language, it says lip. And where it says speech, it says words, W-R-D-S. So, uh, that's the Hebrew of that. And the whole earth was of one lip and of one words. The, the speech was words. That's what comes out of your mouth. And that was the Hebrew meanings of those. And it came to pass, here they were, they were on this journey. Can you imagine all these folks? And, and, and they got him, I mean, they were in one accord. I can't even imagine, you know, families can't even get in one accord anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's a miracle of God if families are in one accord. Brothers and sisters, parents and, you know, kids and, you know. It, it, but this was something else. There wasn't no fussing and fighting. So he says, and it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, Shinar, and they dwelt there. They had a purpose, what they were looking for. And we've got to have a purpose. What are we looking for? You might ask yourself, what is my purpose? What am I looking for? Well, they were looking for a certain place because they had something they wanted to do. Have you ever had something you wanted to do? Well, this, is, this was their purpose. It says, and they said, remember there's a play on words here, always a play on words. And they said one to another, to each other, go to, and let's get going. Let's go, guys. Let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime had they for mortar. And they said, Power of words. Go to. I mean, let's, let's get going. Let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach into heaven and let us make an, us a name. Uh, did you notice? I, I started looking at this really strong this morning early. How many times the word us is in that? Listen, there was some unity. He said, and let us, all of us, um, 
make a, make a name, let, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city. I think he got word of this, don't you? And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men built. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one. Power of unity. And they have all one language. And this they began to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Can you, I mean, imagination is so good. Well, hold your place there and let's go to Joshua 1.8 and we'll come right back there. Genesis Exodus lead us to Joshua 1.8. Uh, most of us here that have been here very long are very familiar with this particular scripture, but it ties in real good with what he's saying here. Uh, let's look at verse 7 first. Uh, Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. What's he saying? Stay focused. Don't get your mind, your head and your speech off of the word of God. So he said, this book of the law, this word that he's talking about, shall not depart out of your mouth. What's he saying? Don't quit speaking it. Continue to speak the word. But thou shalt meditate therein and uh, let me find my place here. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. So what he's saying right here is, um, if we'll meditate the word of God, it's going to give us the power to be a doer. You'll find yourself doing it if you'll meditate on the word. And, and the word gives us that power. And I love that. It, it's like when I study the word, it, it puts something in me. That I want to do this. I'm going to do what that word says. Or like Greta said, you know, with, with her standing, I mean, pulling herself out of that, that wheelchair and standing for, what, five seconds, did you say? Well, I stood up five times. Oh, you stood up five times. She was trying to stand up without holding on to anything. And she did that five times on one leg. She's getting another leg, though. Praise God. I'm ready for her to get it. Okay. He says, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. See, that's instructions. If you want to be blessed, if you want to be prosperous, you have to meditate the word of God. You cannot be a, a hearer just on Sundays and Wednesdays and Tuesdays. You've got to meditate on the word. I mean, if you're doing dishes, if you're running the vacuum cleaner, you know, meditate. The thoughts just come to you. They're in there, you know. So that's meditating the word of God, okay? He says that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. Um, so don't be distracted to what he's telling us to do. Then he says, for then, after we meditate the word of God, It'll cause us to be a doer. And he says, for then thou shalt, not God, thou shalt make thy way prosperous. And then thou shalt have good success. Um, I know a lot of you that remember my husband Tom, when he was teaching, when he would come to some of this, he would, we had a, a young man in England, Arkansas, Karen. Karen's husband used to work for Tom. And um, he was an a insurance salesman. And he came in. He was, a, he was a precious Methodist young man. And, but he would come to Tom when he needed some enlightening. And so he needed help because financially his insurance business was not being very prosperous. And he came in and he sat down in Tom's office. And Tom's, he said, turn to Joshua 1.8. You know, that was one of the many of Tom's scriptures. And he said, now read it to me. 
So he started reading it. The book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, thou shalt mayest, that thou mayest observe to do, become a doer, according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thyself thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. And he was reading it this way. For, thou, for God shall make thy way prosperous, and then, God, and then you shall have good success. And Tom kept saying, who's going to make your way prosperous? God is, he'd say. Tom would say, read it again. He wasn't getting it. And he'd, he'd read it again and say, now tell me who's making you prosperous. He said, God is. Read it again. I don't know how many times, had, times Tom had him read that. He finally got it. You are going to make your way prosperous. You are going to do it by this. This word of God is what you need. There are spiritual laws in here for, for uh, financial prosperity. If you need finances, you need to be looking up the scriptures that has to do with finances. Give, Luke 6, 38. And it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall man give unto your bosom. And then it talks about tithing. And, and it talks about uh, so many spiritual laws. He says, um, let the poor say, I am rich. The poor are supposed to be saying that. Why? Because God said it. That's why we say it. Our, and our situation may not be that way yet. But that's where your faith is going to come in. Amen. Well, okay, let's go back to um, Genesis 11. And let's see how far we got here. Okay. Let's just start back with verse 6. When, when the Lord came down. But you know what? Um, even then it talks about, when we get down to verse 7, uh, the, God will say, let us. Let who? God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let us. It wasn't just God. He took Jesus and the Holy Spirit with him. I mean, that's powerful, isn't it? So, and the Lord said, behold, the people is one. And they have all one language. And this they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. And your imagination is a big part of faith. You've got to imagine yourself doing things. That's what Greta's doing. That's what I was doing when I started getting down on the floor and doing the plank. Are you still doing it, Janine? See, I have encouraged some of these ladies in here to start exercising. Do what you can do. Yeah. So, nothing will be restrained from them. Well, nothing's going to res be restrained from me. See, make this personal. If you will meditate and talk the word of God. I'm a giver. I'm blessed going in. I'm blessed going out. I'm telling you... Uh, that Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1 through 6, 15, is it? It talks about the blessings. Go back and read the blessings. It tells me in there that everything I set my hand to do is blessed. Everything. And Tom always said, so I'm setting my hand to do more. Do more. But there's so much in those blessings in Deuteronomy chapter 28, start with verse 1. He says, these blessings will come up on you and overtake you. And they have me. Because of meditating the word and doing to the best of my knowledge. See, the best of my knowledge, get that. There may be some areas that I don't have knowledge in yet that would be a blessing to me. But... I'm blessed going in, I'm blessed going out. I'm blessed in the city and I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed in my storehouse. Praise God. And start confessing those over yourself. Okay, then he goes on in verse 7. Go to, let's go, Jesus and Holy Ghost. Let's, let us go down and there confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. Can you Im imagine the confusion? All of a sudden, they, they 
are in unity. They talk the same words, and all of a sudden, they can't even understand each other. Because God gave them all different languages. Praise God. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off to build the city. Well, they couldn't build a city anymore because they did not know what each other was in agreement about. Amen? They couldn't understand each other. Therefore is the name of it called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of the earth. These are the generations of Shem. He goes on. Did I say through verse 11? No, through verse 9. Okay, so this is such a great example for us of the power of words. And that's why God wants us to say his words. Because we will be of one speech. Now you got to get that. When we speak God's words, we are of one speech and nothing, nothing will be restrained from you. How important is this? It's a new life for you. Praise God. We've got to speak it. And we've got to be of one language with God. That's, and where our problem is is right up here. Because we're in this world, but the word of God says we're not of it. You know, and so we have different rules that we are to go by once we accept Jesus as Lord. We are to talk God's language. And we can do it. But if, and this will teach us how. It will correct us. The word is for correction and instruction. And I love it when he corrects me and instructs me because I know I'm going to be better off when I follow his directions. So... In Psalm 73 and 9, uh, let's just turn over there because sometimes we, you may not know where some of these are that I'm quoting. I've, I've always enjoyed thinking on this particular scripture, Psalm 73 and 9, and this is a psalm of Asaph, it says. Uh, Anyway, he was talking about the foolish people and the unrighteous people and all. And he said, they set their mouth against heaven and their tongue walketh. Where? Throughout the earth. Their tongue. Well, what's he talking about? He's talking about your words. How does your tongue walk? It's words because words are carriers. Words will carry prosperity. Words will carry you right out of trouble or words will carry you right into trouble. And that's what he's talking about. So um, their tongue walks throughout the earth. I love that. So your tongue sends out words. And that's how they were walking throughout the earth. Your words were walking throughout the earth. So you are today what you have been saying yesterday. And today. Pause and think on that. And God was saying to these people, if I don't, in, in Genesis, if I don't do something, man will be able to do anything he thinks and plans. Now, y'all, that's pretty powerful. God is not a respecter of persons. And if we will just do what this word says and get our words lined up and talk like God talks, God doesn't talk poor and broke. He doesn't talk sickness. And I'm not saying you don't deny it, but you do something about it. And when Tom and I started learning the faith message, you know, I think I've told you this before, but uh, Peggy Caps and I went to one of the first Walmarts in Arkansas. Now you, now you know my age. In Little Rock. It was so small. And y'all... I'm telling you, she had two buggies. And I had one buggy, and I was counting every penny that went in it so I wouldn't be embarrassed when I got up to check out and have to put it back. But we got hold of the faith message, and we started becoming givers. Things turned around so fast. You know, um, y'all will laugh at this, but it's the truth. 
But I was real bad. I, I had a checkbook back then, and I never wrote anything down. Never. But Tom took it away from me. He says, well, how much have you got in the checking account? And I said, well, it's about so-and-so. And Y'all can't even imagine doing that, can you? Well, I depended on him. And so he took it away from me, but I had to earn it back. And you know how I did that? I started ordering checks with a carbon copy. I ain't no dummy. <laughs> so now I just go to my checkbook, and I've got those carbon copies. They're a little more expensive, but it kept me out of trouble. I don't know why I told y'all that, but, you know, you <laughs> learn all my secrets. But we started doing as much knowledge as we had, we would do it. And uh, Tom, I mean, we just, we just did it because we really believed it. And you know, it works. It has worked. Hallelujah. Praise God. Okay, so let's see where we want to go with this. So anyway, he said, if I don't do something, then man's going to be able to do anything he thinks or anything he plans. Well, he's talking to me. If I will just do what he says, and I will think, and I will plan. Well, listen, you know, with the people at the Tower of Babel, he did not, this was just a thought I had, he didn't stop the people from thinking. He stopped them from understanding each other. And, and we don't, we need that back. To where, if when we talk God's language, we will once again understand each other. But see, that was missing. They couldn't understand each other anymore. They thought, I wonder what they thought. It makes me wonder what they thought. Now, what in the world has happened to us, you know? But I thought that was interesting. Here's what the Barnes says, Barnes Commentary. It has no limit. The tongue has no limit. It is as if it roamed over all the earth. They spoke without any restraint. They just, whatever came to their mind, they spoke it. Well, we can't do that unless it's the word of God. So he says, uh, they spoke without any restraint, without any regard to the command of God. They seemed to set their, themselves above all the law to act as if there was no one in heaven or on the earth to control them. Is that not the way people are today? Some, they, they're just, no one's going to control me. You know, and, and they're ignoring God. And see, this word will control you if you will meditate it. You'll find yourself doing what it says if you meditate it how often? Day and night. Day and night. Amen. So... One of the words when it says that they had no control, um, it took me back to um, Galatians chapter um, chapter 5 where it talks about the works of the flesh and the fruit of the Spirit because there's one word in there that I have written in my Bible what it means and it really is an important word in this day and time and that is lasciviousness. And so when you do a word study on that word lasciviousness, that word means no restraint. Or it says, when I looked it up in the dictionary, it says, or no, let's see, no restraint or unrestrained or wanton, W-A-N-T-O-N, or wanton. And that word wanton means undisciplined. And so that lasciviousness is a works of the soul. People have no restraints on their soul. You know how I know that? Because of we watch too much TV. <laughs> There's no restraint there on some programs. There's no restraint even as far as music goes sometimes. Well, we have restraints on our music, don't we, Dylan? around here. We're not going to sing any songs that have doubt, fear, and unbelief in it in our church unless somebody gets up there that doesn't know any better. <laughs> but they will soon. 
But this is the generation that we're living in today is the lasciviousness of the soul. No restraints. Anything goes. Let me tell you, you better be teaching your children at home. Because they're not going to get it anywhere else. Anything goes. So just remember that word that we've got to put some boundaries on ourselves. We've got to put some restraints on our mind. No, I'm not thinking that. I'm thinking what God's word says. Even though it's not manifest yet, I'm still going to think and I'm still going to say what the word says. And as we talked about the fight of faith last week, uh, faith is reaching into the... It always deals with the realm of the unseen. Faith deals with the realm of the unseen. And so when we hear this word of God, it says faith is going to come for it. Where is it going? Out here in the realm of the unseen. And faith will bring it from out here right into the manifestation. And so that's how important it is that we believe this word of God. And, and you will learn to believe it the more you read it and the more you... I, I mean, even today you're seeing things from this word of God. And, you know, faith's going to come. It's coming. It's on its way. If you're hearing the word of God and you're listening and you're receiving it, faith is on its way. And there is nothing that can stop faith when you get into that realm. You're the only one that can stop it in by talking against something. Amen. And the word of God says, hold fast to your confession of faith. See, it's not wrong for you to say, I'm healed. Because God said it. What you're doing is confessing what the word says about you. It's not denial. You're not denying. But you're speaking to that sickness or whatever it is, whatever the attack is on your body, whatever it is, you're speaking to it and telling it, hey, Jesus carried you to the cross. Use your imagination. See him when he carried every sickness and every disease, poverty, all of those things. He carried them and nailed them to the cross, and he didn't bring them back. He left them there. And so this, the value of this word is so important in, uh, for us in living the life that God has planned for us. He wants us to have everything he promised. But we got to go get it. It's not going to just rain down on us. we got to go get it. And that really takes some work and some diligence sometimes. Okay. So, we all need to set some boundaries for our soul. No, I'm not thinking that way anymore. I'm changing what I think. I'm going to go to this word and see what it is I'm supposed to think. And discipline yourself. Now this is a quote, and I, I really like this. You have potential to think. Potential. Remember that. To, uh, to um, think, to imagine, to plan, and to put your plan into action. You have the potential within you, every person in here, that you can do this. You can think, you can make plans, you can, you can imagine all of this and imagine yourself being healed. Imagine yourself being free from that, uh, that affliction. How would you act? What would you do? Imagine it. Boy, this is going to be great. You know, I can be able to do this today. And now let me say this. Normally it doesn't come instantly. It's a working process. But anyway, so don't get disappointed, but you continue to say. And your body is listening to you. Your body listens to you when you say, I feel terrible today. And you know what? Your body will receive that quicker than it will the other. Because you believe it. You believe that your body feels terrible today. See the difference in faith and You've got faith in the fact that you don't feel good. Your lives are fixing to change. Amen. I'm excited about it. Praise God, mine's changing. Okay. I liked this, the rest of that quote, and I don't even remember where I got that. Um, 
Anything you carry through from your thoughts to action is within your power to accomplish. Anything you carry from your thoughts into actions, you have the power to accomplish that. So what we think is very important. We've got to think in line with God's word. Uh, so, but you know what? I haven't accomplished everything I want to accomplish yet. Have you? So I'm going to start thinking along that line. And of course, I write things down, as y'all all know. But uh, I set some goals. And I may not get them all done at once, but I do have some goals that I have set. And I have the power within me, through the Word, to accomplish those things. You've got to think, I can do this. I can accomplish this. Amen? And Philippians chapter 3 says, uh, for us to... Um, to forget, basically, to forget what is past, what is behind us, right? And to, uh, and strain, one translation says, and to strain toward what is ahead. So I press toward the goal. You've got to be reaching out to, for that goal. What is your goal? Write those things down. And Holy, ask the Holy Spirit, show me what I need to do. And the way I do that is I pray in tongues. Because God knows. And, and um, so I start praying in tongues. Father, I thank you. I'm going to pray in tongues what it is I need to do to fulfill this goal. And I'm going to pray the answer. And then I just thank him. Well, Father, I prayed the answer. and But I don't have it up here yet. See, that's where... You'll grow weary if you're not careful because you'll get discouraged if it hasn't come out of here, the interpretation hasn't come out of here to up here yet. But you receive that by faith, the answer by faith. And so after you pray the answer in tongues, you just go about your business and thank him. Well, Father, I've got it. And I thank you that it's going to come to my mind. Go about your business, and all of a sudden, one day, you're going to think, that's it. That's the answer. It'll come to your mind. So it'll get weary and well-doing. Amen. Okay. The Message Bible says, concerning Philippians 3, I've got my eye on the goal. I'm off and running and not turning back. I love that. It's got a mindset. Let's stay focused on that goal, those of us. Those of us who want the odd kind of life that he's promised us, we've got to stay focused on those goals. So, God sees what you and I cannot see. But if he says, I'm healed, if he says, I'm healed, then it is in me to be healed because of the word that's in me. If he says, I am blessed, if he says, I am prosperous, then it is in me to be prosperous. I've got to draw that out. And the reason it's in me to be prosperous is because it's the word that's in me. Do you get that? But it's in you. It's in every lady in here to be prosperous. It's in you to do it, to get it. So you've got to go and find what the instructions is for you to get it. And you know, in, when it talks about giving, given it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, shall be given unto your bosom. Uh, that's Luke 6.38. Uh, you, when you, when, it's not the amount. Every person, every lady, and you've got to realize this, in here is on a different level of giving. You, and you know what it is. And I know what my level of giving is. And that's what you do. You don't have to give what I give. You know, do your thing, regardless of what it is, because the Word of God says that when you're giving something, you are sowing a seed. The seed will grow. But the Word of God says 
that he will multiply your seed sown. So if you only have 50 cents to give, then he's, that's more than 50 cents. Because he said he will multiply it because it's a seed. So just think about that. And you know another thing concerning your finances, I'm really off the lesson here, but anything that concerns your finances, there, you probably have a harvest coming on, on where you have sowed money that you haven't received yet. I use my mouth. And I say, Father, I know if, if there's days that I want that to come in, Father, I know that I have harvest out there that I haven't received yet on, on some of my giving. And I called that harvest in in the name of Jesus. I dispatch the minister angels to go forth to work on this behalf. I take authority over anything coming to stop that from coming to me. Can you see how powerful? Do you know what's happening to you right now? Things are lighting up. Faith's coming. You, you know what you're going to do? You're going to become a doer after today. In, in the areas that you need to. But you know, when, when I was studying this, and this morning, well actually last night, I said, Father, I needed this. I think this is for me. I thank you. I needed this. I needed a reminder. Praise God. So that's what we're doing today to some of you. I mean, we're digging it up again, aren't we? Bring it to the surface again. Okay, so. Um, if he says I'm an overcomer, it's in me. I want you to get this. It's in me. It's in you to become that overcomer. It's in you. The ability is in you to be that overcomer. It's in there. Praise God. That should get us all excited. Amen. So, you know, just because it may look like I'm not an overcomer doesn't change the truth which says I am an overcomer. Amen. Just because it doesn't look like it's happening doesn't change the truth. And God said it that I am more than an overcomer. He said it, so I accept it as truth. I, I receive it then. So faith is believing and receiving and speaking. I'll repeat it. Faith is believing and receiving and speaking. And you may not can see the manifestation yet, but that does not mean it does not exist. It exists. It is out there for us to pull it in by our faith. Okay? So, this is a quote from, from a book I've been reading. And um, it's a requirement of faith. And it says, Faith requires us to put our body and our soul under the control of our spirit. Was that you that said that a while ago? Basically. Anyway, it's, it requires us. Faith has requirements on it. And there's so many things that it does require. And one of the most important things is to hold fast to our confession of faith. To not change what we're saying, but to continue to say that. And one of the requirements is that we, we um, bring this body and our soul under the influence of the Spirit. Uh, girls, I don't know how much teaching y'all have had on the Spirit, soul, and body you have had I'm sure you have knowing where you're at but I mean you, you don't see the real me you see my body you see my vehicle God gave me to travel in the earth in amen so I've got to bring my mind and soul that's part of this body to where to listen to the real me the spirit man praise God so so, you know, I, I was thinking about in the beginning when God created the earth. And he looked out and there was nothing but darkness. 
He looked at the darkness, but he didn't see it. What did he see? Light. You know how I know he saw light? Because of what he spoke. I know what, when I listen to you or you listen to me, we know each other where we stand. But I thought that was, you know, I thought, he saw the darkness. I mean, I mean he, it was there, but he knew that wasn't right. That wasn't the thing that was needed because he was fixing to make man and put man in the earth. And man, we're created in the image of God. Well, let's see how all this is coming. He created mankind in his, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit's image. And they are nothing but light. And he thought, I can't create my man and put him into darkness. He can't operate in that. He's going to require light. So what did he do? He said, light be. And what happened? Light came. <laughs> Amen. So this is how God operates. And, and this is the way we're supposed to operate, the same way he did. So I know what I see. I know what I feel. But I also know what I believe. And the Holy Spirit was ministering that to me. He said, you know, you know what you see. And you know what you feel. But what you believe is greater than that. So, I, but I do know what I believe. So you've got to know this is what I believe. I mean, you can, you can talk to that body. You can talk to the devil. Hey, devil, this is what I believe right here that I am more than a conqueror. You know, whatever it is, whatever your situation is. And, and you'll have that. So um, let's go to Psalms 34 and 5. No, Psalms 43. I know that didn't look right. It's a good passage though, wasn't it? <laughs> I love the book of Psalms, don't y'all? Praise God. Psalms 43 and 5. Okay, the psalmist is talking to himself here. Do you ever talk to yourself? Yeah. I talk to myself and Andre, my dog. <laughs> and he started talking to himself. We need to ask ourselves this question. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? And then he answers it. Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. Ask yourself that question like the psalmist did. Why is my soul cast down today? Why, why am I, why am I, why is, I'm disquieted? And then start to say, oh, I know what to do about it. I'm going to praise God. And you start praising God, and it, your whole countenance will change. Your, your countenance has changed. I told you that last week. Her whole countenance has changed since she started making some good decisions and, and you know, talking the, you know, the things that you need to talk about. It will change our countenance. Praise God. And you may not always feel like it. But it'll, it, it will change. So ask yourself the question, when you find yourself getting depressed... Well, why am I depressed? What's wrong with me? You know, why am I depressed? Well, I can tell you right now why. Because we're thinking wrong. And talking wrong. That brings that right on. So, 1 Peter 5 and 7. Uh, let's just go there. Okay, 1 Peter 5 and... Um, let's see. Verse 7. This is one I diagrammed in my head. Well, let's look, look at verse 6 with it. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. 
He tells us to cast all our cares upon him. Well, my lightning fast mind started thinking. Well, he says, we cast it upon him, Jesus. For he careth for you. Well, that word cast, he tells us to cast our cares, is an action word. It's something that we do. And it takes an, takes an act of my will and my words and my mouth to get involved in casting off that care. And I'm casting it on to whom? Okay. One of the things we receive when we get rid of the care is peace of mind. And that will affect our tongue also, peace of mind will. So, so what I was thinking with my lightning fast mind on this scripture, I promise y'all I'm not crazy. I'm inquisitive, I guess. So I asked myself, what did Jesus do with my cares? I told you I think different. What did Jesus do with my cares when I cast them on him? You know, that's a pretty good question to ask yourself. You want me to tell you what I got out of it? When I ask, well, like I said, I don't know for sure, but to me, he is saying to cast that care on the word. Who is Jesus? He's the word. So that makes sense then that we're actually casting our care over on the word, what the word says, because Jesus is the word. I thought that was a pretty good answer the Holy Spirit gave me. The word will and has taken care of your care. The word has. Jesus has. He's done it through the word. Amen. So we need to stand fast in the victory because Jesus said that we are more than an overcomer, that we are victorious. So we need to stand fast in the victory Wherein Christ has set us free. That's one of the scriptures. Stand fast in the victory. So, praise God. I gave that care over to Jesus and over to the word. It is no longer my care. When you cast it, you get rid of it. And you know, I always gave y'all the example that I used when I, I was teaching at Hot Springs. And <laughs> were you there when I was teaching? And... Terry's mama thought I was going to hit her with that. I had a, a fishing rod, rod reel, and I had a weight on the end of it. And that, rep that weight represented the cares. And so I cast it out there, and her mama was down there, and it nearly hit her. <laughs> Terry's mama. I don't think she liked it. Anyway, but what I told them was that I cast it out there, but I didn't turn loose of the rod and reel. I still had hold of care. And so it just came right back to me. I reeled it back in. I reeled it back in. And that's what we've got to do when we cast the care. We've got to turn loose of it. Because you're getting rid of that. So uh, it's not my care any longer. Not if I turn loose of the rotten reel. <laughs> you know. But the problem is, I'm trying to see if I'm through here. I think maybe I, oh my goodness, no. Okay, the problem is, <laughs> I thought I was ending with that, y'all. <laughs> okay, the problem is, we have kept going in and out of that victory that God says we have. In and out. Because situations and circumstances will start speaking to our soul and we turn loose of the victory. Amen. So we turn loose of that care and we take it right back. We can't do that. So one book, let's see if that's just one page. Oh, yeah. One book I've read the other day. Um, the author was talking about how much potential that the word gives us. And I'm, I'm not through with that book. And don't ask me what the name of it is because I don't remember. 
but it was on he he was bringing out the potential that's in all of us and so the the definition i looked up potential in the webster's and it means that which can but can but has not yet come into being potential everybody in here has potential that this word gives you that so the potential that which can but has not yet come into being and it meant uh, capability it meant possible it meant possibility so potential this is what this author said gives the power to do what you haven't done yet you've got the potential to do what you haven't done yet isn't that good absolutely and then um potential you you can be that that you haven't become yet this is quotes you can become the potential is in you to become healed become prosperous become happy the potential is in you to become that i love this and it gives you the potential gives you the ability to imagine what you haven't yet imagined you have the potential to begin to imagine what you haven't been imagining before the potentials in you and it's in me i loved this i'm gonna to have to get into this book what you can see that you have and it'll give you the uh, potential to see that you have what you haven't seen yet and what you can accomplish that which you haven't accomplished yet you have the potential in you because the word gives it to you but the potential you've got it that which hasn't happened yet which you haven't seen done yet you have that potential in you to see it and to experience praise God so the word gives us that potential hallelujah you and I are capable of a lot more than we've been thinking you know we've been thinking too small but the potential I've got the potential to think big according and in line with the Word of God so we have to quit thinking on what we cannot do in closing we have to quit thinking on what we cannot do and we've got to think you know because that's negative that's negative when we think on the negative it will stop any growth or any progress in your life so let's get this soul going girls let's go get it let's get in line with the word of God and I'm telling you we can do it we can have what we've not had before it's in you because the word is in you amen